are listening to Life Clips, Episode 5. Hey everyone, Kim here. So this episode will be the hardest one that I've ever done, for sure. And I realize it's only episode five. However, this will be the most challenging. I say this because the life clip that will be talked about in this week's episode is a deep pain and one that one can never, ever forget. It will be personal and it will be real. When God breathes life into the womb, at that moment, a baby is born. Life begins at conception. That is a fact. You can carry this amazing gift for nine months, some seven, you know, some eight. But what would you do if this amazing God-given gift was taken away before its time? What would you do if this amazing gift that God granted for you had a different ending? This week's guest has an amazing, an amazing life clip. And I am so thankful she took the time out of her very chaotic schedule to talk to us. And she will talk today about what she has gone through. And hopefully those tough questions will be answered today. Where was God during this time for her? Are we okay to get angry at God? And why would God bestow a gift upon somebody just to only take that gift away? Please join me in welcoming an amazing, a strong a courageous woman. Please let us welcome Renee. So hi, Renee. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Perfect. All right. So I don't know if you've ever uh, heard one of my podcasts yet, but in the beginning, I always try to get um, my guests to give a life clip of their entire life. And uh, so if you want to take one or two minutes and give our family a life clip of your life, um, the platform is yours. Sounds good. I grew up surrounded by Christianity. I had a Christian family from a young age. I was taught by my mother how to study God's word and have Mm. a quiet time. Mm-hmm. I was at church every Sunday morning and Sunday night. I went to youth group on Wednesdays. I was exposed to missionaries from all over the world. My parents would host them in our home when they were in the States on furlough and trying to get support from churches. I went to a Christian school from kindergarten through 12th grade. When I was 26, I married a Christian husband. And when I was 27, we had our first dot, our first child. And uh, sounds quite idyllic. All right. uh, however, <laughs> I think when uh, growing up surrounded by Christianity, I think I, I had a working head knowledge of Satan mm. being the enemy, but... 
I did not, I think I underestimated his mm. skills at being able to deceive us and, and trick us. And it wasn't until I was 29 and 30 that I had a key defining moment in making the Christian faith my own. And I had a list of things I never thought I would do. Just like in Luke 22, 31 through 34, when, when the Lord told Peter that he would deny him three times, Peter's response in today's lingo would be, what? I'm all in. I'd never do that, Lord. However, a few verses later, Luke 24, 54 through 62, we see that Peter did the very thing that he thought he would never do. And that was deny the Lord three times. And so when I was 29 and 30, I I never thought that I would ever have an affair. I never thought that I would get divorced. Those are just things that I never thought I would do. And, and yet uh, those two years were the biggest battle of my life. I did not get in a physical affair. I got in an emotional affair and it affected my marriage. Um, We went through two years of counseling. There was the battling of overcoming my feelings. And those two years, I had to come to a point where I had to make a decision. Was I going to trust myself with what my life was going to look like? And was I going to trust myself with what I thought I needed? Mm -hmm. Even though I I couldn't know what was beyond the next minute. Mm -hmm. Or was I going to trust what I had heard all my life? Was I going to trust the Lord, my creator and, and, and his knowledge and, and what he thought I would need and what my future would look like. And as I got back into God's word in the midst of that struggle, God spoke to me through his word and I had to act outside of how I felt, do what I knew was right and trust, trust the Lord. And that was the defining moment in my faith is realizing just the power that Satan has mm-hmm. at any moment we can be tempted with things that we would never think we would struggle with. And so that was a key moment. And so ever since then, even up to until now, that has been the cr- crucial point in my faith is realizing the power of our Satan and the battle, the spiritual battle that we have to engage in every day Mm -hmm. and the choices we have to intentionally make every day. Agreed. I do. And it's funny that you should mention that. Um, I'm actually reading an amazing, it's not a book, um, it's like a devotional. It's not even a devotional. I don't know what you want to call this. Um, it's by Kay Arthur and it's called Lord, Is It Warfare? Teach Me to Stand. And it's a devotional study on spiritual victory. Mm-hmm. But what she does, and I love Kay, is she plugs you into the word of God. And that's where our battle ground is. We have to stay rooted in God's word. And I have learned so much to your point that I thought I knew, because just like you, I was raised in church um, from the age of five. 
backslid for many, many years though. But um, I, until I really soaked up the goodness of God, so to speak, and the love that Jesus had for me, even in those rebellious years, mm-hmm. you kept mentioning the word myself, myself. And I think we try to stay in that lane. And even as Christians, we do. But sometimes that's when we're the weakest because we can't do it on our own where our shoulders aren't meant to care, you know, carry that load. Right. Um, you know, and that's uh, an amazing um, life clip. So you had mentioned, you know, um, also in your life clip. Um, so how long have you been married? Been married 21 years. Wow. So I may cough. I promise it's not Corona. <laughs> it's called allergies. <laughs> and so I might put the microphone on mute. So I don't scare anybody out there. I promise I'm not dying. Um, Wow, that's a long time. That's amazing. And so you have how many children? Four total, three living, and one is in heaven. He'll be, he would be eight this coming April 12th. So can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So let me just say um, from the time I've always known uh, known Renee, you just have this sweet countenance about you. You always have. Um, I do remember your parents um, and they too. I always, I'm saying this truthfully. I think the part of the reason I got out of church is because of the hypocrites in church. And I remember you and Leona, your parents always seemed to be so strong as were the two of you ladies that it just always kind of always put that doubt in my head. Well, I guess there is good Christians out there. So just so you know, I, I, that's what I remember most about you was your sweet spirit and your genuine love for the Lord. Um, And that's, I found that odd that in the beginning of your life clip, you had mentioned, you know, you really, and I'm putting words in your mouth, but basically I took it as, you kind of knew, but you didn't know. And you really needed to stop and see what is this faith that I've had in my life this entire time? Am I correct in making that assessment? Yes. My faith needed to become my personal faith instead of something that I was just familiar with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk about, and I don't are you okay if I use names? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So eight years ago, which again, I feel like it was just um, like four years ago. I can't believe time flies, but I know, right? It's crazy. So you found out you were pregnant and Mm -hmm. then I just want you to kind of lead into the story there. And I think this podcast is really going to be your moment. I may interrupt and ask questions, but I, I just want you to lead with that. And I guess the, the part of me of wanting to have you on this show is I myself, um, I had a miscarriage, nothing to your degree. I had an ectopic pregnancy. I lost my right fallopian tube. Um, I prayed through it. Um, sorry. No, it's fine. And I lost my child at 10 weeks. And I just remember that pain that was in my heart. And I remember my anger towards God. But again, I think that's why I just took to your your story, your the way that you posted your strength. Like, I was like, wow. Because again, I was backslidden. And I just felt like mm-hmm. if I had those moments with Christ, perhaps I could have been stronger. So I Again, I just want you to start with that. So you found out you were pregnant and then um, take our family on your journey.
let's take a quick break. Everyone is podcasting these days. If this is something you want to do, or you're already doing it, I would recommend using Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. I currently use the Blue Yeti. Buzzsprout is an extremely user-friendly platform, and I could not be happier with their services. There are so many things that this site allows you to do. From your show being listed on every major podcast platform to the audio player that you can use seamlessly on your websites to the detailed analytics of what we, come on guys, the podcasters want to see. Don't lie, I know you look at that too. We want to know who was listening, where they're listening, how long they're listening. There are zero hassles because Buzzsprout provides these tools and more to help promote our podcasts. Fellow podcasters, do we not work hard? Well, I am here to tell you that Buzzsprout works even harder to make our podcasts stream streamlessly. Yes, I know that's not a word. If you want to join a company that already has over 100,000 podcasters, click the link and let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. This will get you a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. And in addition, of course, it'll help support our show. Don't delay. Start Buzzsprouting today. I found out I was pregnant and we were really excited. We didn't expect to have a third one, but, um, we were, we were happy and I had never had, I had miscarried my first, my Mm. first pregnancy. I had miscarried at 10 weeks Mm. and, um, I, I grieved that, but I got pregnant quickly, like within Mm. the next two months I got pregnant with our oldest daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, so we had her and I had no issues with her. And then six years later we had my son. Mm -hmm. So I had gotten pregnant both times we had tried. And so Weston was a surprise. And Mm -hmm. when we went in for his, uh, 20 week, ultrasound, we were supposed to find out what, what he was. Mm -hmm. And so we were excited, but I noticed something a little off with the ultrasound tech. She was nice, but she seemed a bit guarded. Mm -hmm. And as I was seeing the ultrasound pictures, they, they didn't look as clear as the other kids had. Mm -hmm. And she was making comments just about how she was having a hard time finding some things and that Dr. Frank may want me to come back mm. um, just to be, so we could get a clearer picture. And so when she said she was having trouble finding things, what was she having trouble finding? And again, if I, if I push, just let me know and you don't have to answer no, she, she wasn't very clear. She was trying mm. her to be very professional and vague. Mm. Um, she didn't want to alarm me. And so 
anyway, but I just, I don't know. It was, it was the Lord. I think the Lord let me know that something was different. And so she said that she would talk to Dr. Chuck and that um, he would probably want to reschedule and look at the ultrasound. Mm -hmm. And so when I left the office, I, I told my husband, I'm feeling like something's different. Something was, was a little off with how she was acting. She was very professional, but I, um, I just feel like something's different with this pregnancy. And I don't know if there's a special needs child that we're looking at having. So my husband and I talked through it and we decided that we would accept whatever the Lord wanted to give us. Right. And I got a call from Dr. Chuck that afternoon asking Mm -hmm. if we could come in early the next morning. He wanted to talk through some of the things about the ultrasound. And so we went in early the next morning and he said, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I know you guys too well. And I know that you would just want me to be straight up and honest. He said, I did not sleep last night because I, it just hurts so much for me to tell like you that your child is incompatible with life. He has Potter syndrome. And that means he has no kidneys. He's bilateral renal agenesis is the medical term for it. He has no kidneys. He has no ureter tubes. And there would be no way that, that his situation could be cured or remedied. And mm-hmm. so he said he may make it to full term, but there's going to be the danger that he could uh, suffocate because he's not, you're, you're not going to be able to have the uh, fluid in your uterus that it would require for him to be able to develop his lungs and breathe. And so it won't, he won't have that cushion around him. Mm-hmm. And so there's more of a chance that he could suffocate or pass And if he does live, then you're looking at maybe an hour or so. And so we began to pray. Mm -hmm. That morning was actually the morning of our son's fifth birthday. And we had made plans for his birthday party that afternoon. So we decided that we would just let him have his birthday party and and carry on. And that night, the kids both wanted to know what the baby was and how the baby was doing. Our daughter was 11 at the time and our son was five. Mm -hmm. And so they wanted to know, they said, well, you haven't told us about the baby. What, what are we having? And, and so it was still my son's birthday that night. And so we told them that we found out that the baby was sick and that we could talk about it tomorrow if they wanted, because it was Nate's birthday and we wanted him to be able to enjoy his birthday, but that 
God was in control. Mm -hmm. And they both insisted. They said, no, we want to hear now. Mm -hmm. And so we had that talk with them. We told them that what we had found out, we were honest with them and told them that the baby didn't have any kidneys. At that point, we weren't able to find out the sex because the foot was in the way. And <laughs> so anyway, we told them what the doctor told us about his con the baby's condition. And, and, and we told them. God can work a miracle. God can make kidneys appear. God can make ureter tubes appear. But sometimes God chooses not to. Sometimes God chooses to bring his children home. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he has other plans for, for our story. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to pray that God would heal our baby. We're going to pray that God would make kidneys appear. We're going to pray that God would make ureter tubes appear. And we're going to pray that because God can do it as soon as he's born. God can do it whenever he wants to. But we also have to keep in mind that God may choose not to allow our baby to live here on earth. God may choose to take our baby back home with him and and God will use it either way for his glory. Amen. And that's really what we knew that mm -hmm. that our kids' perception of God mm. would would be um looking for the right word would be formed by how we handled this situation. Mm -hmm. And and we were my husband and I chose to include our kids in every aspect of preparing for the situation. Mm -hmm. And so we, our goal was, Lord, how can we do this with the fewest regrets? If you should choose to take Weston, how can mm -hmm. we do this with the fewest regrets? And how can we do this with our kids not being angry? Mm-hmm. But being able to see your hand through it, whether you allow us to keep our baby or whether you choose to take him. And, and the Lord led us through every step of the way. As our baby developed, we um, would have family prayer with our baby. We would read books. We would sing. We had certain routines that we would do at night with the baby. We encouraged our kids to talk with the baby as much as possible. Um, we told them, you don't want to have any regrets. Even if God chooses to take our baby, you want to know in your heart that you did everything you could do to bond. Mm -hmm. And that will just be a memory. And so we did. We, we did everything we could to bond we did memorials like we went to build a bear and recorded, I had recorded the baby's heartbeat at the doctor. And so then we went to build a bear and record, they have those little recording machines and recorded the baby's heartbeat and they both chose bears, white bears and um, to put the heartbeats in. And so they would have those as memoirs. 
we began to plan memorial service, uh, the memorial service, just in case. All the while believing that God could choose. And the way we were handling it, we were criticized by our family. Um, In which ways, if you don't mind asking? My parents were very adamant that we were not handling it with enough faith. We needed to be telling our kids that God could work a miracle and we needed to believe that he was Mm. going to work a miracle and save Mm. Weston, save our baby. Hey, everyone. So thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Yes, this will have to be two parts only because the recording was over an hour. And I do know that once we get to a certain length of time, we kind of tune out and we don't want to hear anymore. This life clip is too vital and too important and can impact so many lives to run it the full steam ahead and have people tune out and just shut it off. So with that being said, please tune in next week for part two of episode five. But before I go, Please don't leave me yet. I also want to give a plug to a book that Renee was a contributing editor on and it's called, it's her sister's book and it's called Leah Unveiled. Again, that's called Leah Unveiled. This book deals with going through hard times and unrealized dreams. It is a Bible study book, but that should not stop you from getting it. Thanks, guys. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. If this is your first time here, thanks for listening. Feel free to share this podcast with your friends, family, or even perhaps your enemies. We look forward to you becoming a part of this Life Clips family. Life Clips is produced every Friday. You can stream us on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Also, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Life Clips Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Clips Life.